The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Welcome. Welcome. To the Haunted Estate. Welcome to The Haunted Estate, and I have to play this quickly because of last week's episode. Every day it's a getting closer, please don't put your penis in the toaster. We should really play a version of that every single week. There's so many of them. It's so dark, but it's so funny. Guys, welcome back to The Haunted Estate with me, your host, Selena Spooky Boo, and... Joel. He's back up in the house. Hey. We're not wearing the same shirts. Ignore that, Okay. <laughs> guys we are getting closer to christmas I, is this episode coming out this is the one right before i don't even know what order is going on right now it's you know what happens it's a blur like christmas is coming you blink and it's there and they are never prepared and i'm sure we're sure we're doing like three episodes right now and one of them is christmas so i'm almost wondering uh oh, who cares i want to talk about vampires what a vampire kick bro i want to be a vampire so bad I think they exist. Even though you can't go out in sunlight, you want to be a vampire? No, you can because you get magical rings. And then you wear your magical rings. What universe or, is that from? Okay, that's Vampire Diaries. And then we have Twilight, which in Twilight, they can't be in the sun because they glimmer with like sparkles. Funny enough, we both have rings on right now. Maybe. What do you subscribe to? If you were a vampire... Okay, so in my book, Hollow, which... I literally finished the final edit at 6 a.m. this morning. Should be up by the time, actually, that they hear this podcast. <gasps> Guys, pick up my new book, Hollow. You're going to love it. They had a hard copy version. So, boom. I'm excited. Um, in my book, it's a potion that they have to drink. Um, and the person who made it got weaker. So, now it doesn't last as long. But you'll see why it's going to last longer. Ah! Guys, I love vampires. Um, I love twilight i don't like the whole sparkling vampire thing can i don't they know. fly can vampire no but they can run fucking fast dude. but they can't fly well maybe they can if they turn it like what kind of vampire do you believe in Some... one that flies okay so you like the old school vampires that can turn into bats i want to fly <laughs> jules is dead i want to fly i don't care i want flight i don't care what i want to be a flighty ass vampire. <laughs> i want to fly <laughs> have you watched twilight why do you look like you're lying? I've seen the first one when it came out when I was in high school. But you haven't watched the rest? No. You swine. Can they fly? No, Joel, but they can like jump from really high. What's the movie? Really it's like the opening scene. Like he's in the hood of a pickup truck. They're like going around bends. He's like, step on it. And he's like just hanging on to the 
the windshield. I have no idea. Was he a vampire? Isn't that Twilight? No. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what that is. (laughs) I don't even think that's vampire related. (laughs) Do you think vampires are real? Like, do you think they're out there somewhere? Like, in the traditional sense of, like, they live forever. No. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? The show, not the movie. No. Wow, Joel. Where you been? Well, I was just watch a seven hour long series about vampires oh, on Netflix. Yeah? You Finished watch? it last night. Oops. Tell Midnight what? Mass. Midnight Mass. And you loved it. Oh, it's good. They call them angels, but they're vampires. See, like I Who feel, can fly? I feel like vampires I just feel like they're real. And like they're out there somewhere. And I just wish that it would be all like sexy the way that it is. It's like I wanna like get super fit and super hot and then the day that I look the absolute best, I find a vampire and I'm like, hey, today i'm on today i'm feeling myself cool pop collars can you kill me is that what you think that they would have? that's literally describe to me your perfect vampire buffy the vampire slayer like those kind of She's vampires with like the scary faces like spike oh my god who didn't love spike oh spike such a troubled soul wow i love you <laughs> Anyways, I went deep on the internet and I found some articles about real vampires, people who thought they meant vampires, all of this vampire shit that happened. I went onto Reddit. I found some articles and I was like, hey, we're going to talk about this. We're going to share some of this. So, Joel, would you like to start? Yeah, I'll just be completely honest. I'm a little confused with this, the first three pages you gave me here. Yeah, just start reading them. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is just one continuous story? Yeah, it's it's from Reddit with someone who thinks they met a vampire. Now, where it says advertisement, you don't read that part? <laughs> no, that's just me not cropping shit out. 
it all started out oh sorry just one more time we haven't read these before i haven't just saw these as it got placed down right i now. read a paragraph of each one and i was like decent yeah Let's I, do this. this is all new uh it all started out seeming like a pretty routine visit my patient was in her early 30s and had come into the emergency room department for weakness and was in no distress as i was talking with her symptoms she would she would flash the occasional smile it I then noticed that she had fangs, and not the kind that some people naturally have misaligned teeth, but she had really long, sharp canine teeth. She had some tattoos and a variety of piercings, so I just figured the fangs were also part of her look, perhaps a new trend that I'd not seen before. She was coherent, articulate, had good hygiene, and had no psychiatric history. Aside from fangs, she seemed like a fairly average 30-year-old. Your blood work shows that you're anemic. Have you been having heavy menstrual periods i asked her as i reviewed her lab results also your white blood cell count is elevated have you been sick lately i've always had abnormal blood counts my entire life but due to heavy periods or illness she said but not due to heavy periods or illness she said what have your doctors told you to do in the past i asked my doctors have never been able to tell me why she said and then hesitated flashing her fanged grin when she went on to say i'm into some unique things she was a little reluctant to open up with a little encouragement, but after a little encouragement, she did. I'm a vampire. I drink human blood, she told me. I immediately had to put on my poker face as I was about to lose my professional straight face. It was one of the craziest things I'd heard in a long time, and I knew the movie Twilight was popular at the time, but couldn't believe there were people who took their, lo took their love to vampires to this level. Immediately rushing through my head were the thoughts of all the potential infectious diseases that she could possibly have, like hepatitis, HIV, for example. There are times that when I crave a flesh meal, there are times that I crave a fresh meal, and I'm craving one now, she continued <laughs> flesh, to say. Flesh meal. I love how you mix that up, and it literally was relatable. My spine tingled as she said the words, and for a split second, I wondered if I was safe alone in the room with her, but she was non-threatening and calm, so I decided to continue. I was intrigued she had, I was intrigued and had to learn more about this. So you drink other people's blood? I asked. How do you get the blood? You could get hepatitis, HIV, or infections doing that, I said. She went on to tell me that she had one doctor who gave her his blood, and she had gone with him to the doctor to get tested for hepatitis and HIV and any other bloodborne illnesses she shared her and he shared his results with her and she knew that he didn't have any infections wait so there are people who want to donate blood to vampires how did you find a donor i asked fascinated by what she was telling me there are websites for real vampires to find donors there's an entire community of vampires and donors out there throughout the country and around the world she explained really i was very intrigued by all that she was saying and it was one of those moments where you have to hear something completely new and you just have to know more what about your fangs how'd you get those i asked i had them filed that way many of us vampires have done have done this or you can get casps that caps that go over your teeth she said pulling her lip up so i could appreciate the full view of her fangs she too was enjoying this conversation and my intrigue after we talked a little longer i had learned all about vampirism and i told her i was highly concerned about her habit of drinking blood we talked to the various infectious disease people into which she may have been exposed next we came up with a treatment and a follow-up plan and told her it was imperative that she get tested for a variety of bloodborne diseases in researching for this blog post i learned more about real vampires as they like to be called 
Contrary to the vampires in novels and Hollywood films, real vampires do not attack random people and bite into their necks, nor do they become bats at night or live for an eternity. There are real vampires that they do believe they need blood or psychic energy or others to feel healthy and become over-perceived deficiently in energy. Those who have had an aura or panic or energy or psychic vampires, those who feed on blood, human blood's preferred, are called sanguinean vampires. They have willing donors who allow them to drink their blood. They follow certain rules about where to cut their donor and how much blood they can safely take from them. Many of the donor-slash-vampire relationships are well-established in long-term. The donor is often treated well by a vampire, so the vampire does not lose in the relationship. There's also a lifestyle vampire's who like to dress like vampires but do not require blood or energy from others and they're not considered real vampires. In contrast, real vampires, like my patient, believe they're born with this vampiric-like condition and it is not something they have to it's not something they choose to have. Many believe their life would be easier without this condition. It's hard to know how many real vampires there are throughout the U.S. or Canada because many real vampires do not openly reveal their vampirism. In many ways, they can seem pretty average, as my patient did, and they may not stand out as vampires at all. They hold all sorts of jobs and may be single or married, and some have parents or kids, and all is well. Vampires do indeed walk amongst us, and they may walk up on you one day or walk into your ER or office or grocery store. At least you won't be spooked when you meet one. Well, I was really hoping that this story would just like tell me that they were real instead of being like, they're just kind of weird. I feel like vampirism and stuff, it's kind of fetishized a little bit. Well, there's no flying, so there's <laughs> so, no flying. So what's the point, right? Yeah, if there's no flying, I'm out. Bro, see, it just frustrates me because like... <sighs> You know if they're out there, they're so secretive, right? But, like, also, don't you think that the richest people in the world would be able to find them and get their blood and live forever? Like, where did the stories come from? Something like, how do you, them? Right? Or, yeah. like, like how did it... It came from somewhere, you know? Hmm. Anyways, I'm going to jump in to some real-life, historic, vampire-esque vibes, okay? So, first, we have Vlad the Impaler. Everyone has heard the famous story of Vlad the Impaler, the ruthless ruler who led a reign of terror across Europe between the years of 1456 and 1462. While he has gone down in history as being just ruler, according to History.com, he still had a reputation for his brutality due to his favorite, day, favorite way of eradicating enemies. He had a love for impaling people, which is obviously what inspired his, his historic title. But supposedly, his cruel actions didn't simply end at impaling. It was also rumored that Vlad the Impaler would dip his bread into the blood of his enemies. But there was no evidence to discount or confirm this accusation. While it would be fitting for such a tyrannic... A tyrannic... That's right. Tyrannic ruler. These gruesome habits are also said to have inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula, which took place in the same location, Romania, and a castle which Vlad the Impaler would have been familiar with, Bran Castle. Therefore, Vlad the Impaler has become a well-known vampiric history in vampiric history, even though the traditional actions of a vampire were slightly different. He sounds absolutely bonkers. 
Yeah, I, I think I read a project on this guy. Like outside his cat, like not school. Outside his castle, like you know what, a, like a wood palace side is, like wood yeah. sticking up, pointing out. He would put like all his dead enemies and dead bodies and heads on the pieces of wood around his castle. Here's the thing, though. Like he impaled them. Like, where was the entrance? Was it up their butthole? Sometimes. Medieval torture. Can you imagine that just being your thing? You're just like, oh yeah, do you see all these people? I want to put them on poles. I'm gonna hang them out front. And then I'm gonna dip their blood. Like you, like that's that dipping bread in blood sounds disgusting to me. Yeah. Like that's the one thing with being a vampire. I don't like blood. I don't like seeing blood. I don't like any of that. So like I would be a really shitty vampire. Uh. I like even meat freaks me out sometimes because I'm like, well, this was someone who was probably pretty cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Next up, we have Mercy Brown. Another well-known figure in vampire lore is Mercy Brown. Perhaps one of the most tragic tales. Brown is said to be one of the most notorious vampires in history. She lived in Exeter, Rhode Island in the late 1800s. Similar to the witch trials of Salem, Massachusetts, there was a period of time where residents of New England believed that vampirism is also an evil disease. The bodies of the undead would often be searched for what townspeople considered to be signs and symptoms um signs of symptoms brown was one of many members of her immediate family who passed on around the same time thus promoting an investigation into their deaths and the potential for vampirism during this time it was not uncommon for people to blame such a mass tragedy on one family member thus citing vampirism as a cause it was a combination of biology and coincidence that brown died during the winter in new england and was also buried in a grave above in an above-ground vault, which helped preserve her body for far longer than the average burial. Therefore, when her body was exhumed and examined, it was determined that vampirism was a cause of such miraculous per- preservation. After she was accused, the townspeople cut out her heart and burned it, as a common practice for those suspected of being a vampire, in order to prevent her from further cursing her family from the grave dude that's crazy can you imagine being after death and they're like cutting you apart because they think you're a vampire just because it's cold out like where was the edumacation <laughs> the new england vampire pandemic during the 1800s medical practice was nothing like it is today <clears throat> as it was in its early stages and there was still so much to learn about the human body Tuberculosis was affecting much of the population, and its effects on the bodies were, were not only new, but horrifying. In some cases, leading mass hysteria over what could be causing such an illness, and vampires were to blame. Superstition fueled many medical practices, and the expulsion of vampires was no different. And every time a person passed away from tuberculosis, called consumption back then, it was believed that their heart would need to be removed and burned, and the ashes would be a cure for vampirism. While it was obviously wildly inaccurate as well as dangerous, no one knew any better during the 1800s, and it wasn't until many decades later when more would be learned about the disease and its causes and its potential treatments. Damn, boy. That's a good one. What um Like what do you think would happen to a vampire today? You probably get jailed for psychiatric things, right? Like mental health. 
well i don't know it could go one or two ways we'd have like a corpse husband thing where like they're super mysterious and everyone wants to love them and be a part of them and they're idolized or honestly if someone's walking around the street and they're like i'm a vampire i'm gonna bite you they're definitely gonna get put arrested in, put in the psych ward unless they can fly i always say that about the second like if jesus was to come back or something because no like one would how believe many him. people walk around and you know have a psychotic break and are like i am jesus and everyone's like you're nuts so like what if he showed up <laughs> you know at the time though 2021 years ago everyone thought he was crazy too yeah but like you know like he's like i'm the son of god everyone's like you're crazy but like what if he showed up right now do you know how many people say that every day still yeah. it'd be bananas still. i just want to be like i just want to be like Stephen and damien and caroline like i just want to be a vampire i want to be super sexy doing some mysterious ass paranormal stuff solving magical crap I've, Have wa- you- I've watched it. I've watched. I've watched Vampire Diaries, like the whole. Oh, I thing. I know like, you've watched it many times. You've watched it many times. It always sucks once you get to the fifth season. Have you seen it in a bookstore? There's like a book, but they covered like the cover in like a brown paper bag, so you can't see what it is. Yeah, I just saw that in chapters. Yeah, so this page conveniently the title is ripped off. No, that was the ending of another one. I don't think there was a title. So there's no title. So just imagine this is a book with paper around it. <laughs> we don't, we know don't know what it's about. I don't know what's coming. <laughs> just imagine. But it's... Mystery. This is the longest one that I have over here. I got two more, like, long, long ones. Okay. Insert title. Vampires. Vampires. Members of this community have chosen to identify themselves as vampires in defiance of negative images that le- that the label evokes. Did she know anyone who fit that description? The woman smiled and Browning had his answer. Her open lips revealed teeth that had been filed to a point like fangs. I called it my first time, Browning told the Washington Post of the inaugural encounter, though the woman never did give up him as a call the woman never did give him a call as promised. Browning soon found himself in the company of vampires again. You can live out your master chef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Again at a nightclub. Then several weeks following that, he met an elder vampire who invited him to attend meetings in New Orleans Vampire Association. Nova. Funny, we're just talking about that. Bro, my One million I'm, subscribers. I'm telling you right now. We're going to New Orleans. If we go to New Orleans, okay. And I meet a vampire. I am telling you right now. I will I don't care. I'm like, I don't care if you're crazy. You want a snake? Take a bite. You want a snake? <laughs> I'm salty. <laughs> I probably taste like bacon. You know how unhealthy I am? They tested my blood and found bacon bits. Bro, they're literally a vampire would bite into me and they'd be like, mm, that is a McChicken. Her <laughs> <laughs> mind might taste like beer. I don't know. <laughs> Browning, who has spent his entire academic life studying the depiction of vampires in film and literature, originally thought that there must be something deranged about the real-life people who identify with the characters that seem more suited to horror movies than a historic district in Louisiana. 
pervasive vampire lore from the ancient tale of Count Dracula to the more modern romances of Twilight has assured that any mention of the mythical being conjures images of bloodthirsty villains deeply rooted into the supernatural. Until 2009, the only area of vampire studies that hadn't been approached was the real vampires, said Browning, who is currently a postdoctoral fellow at the College Institute of Technology. I think subconsciously saved it for last because I thought it's what a lot of people would think. They must think that they're crazy to have read such fictional work about vampires. His skepticism warned soon after that he embarked on his class project, which would turn into five years of field studying among real vampires of the French Quarter. Surveys conducted by the Atlanta Vampire Alliance have found that there are at least 5,000 people in the U.S. who identify themselves as vampires. Browning said there are about 50 living in New Orleans alone. I bet none of them can fly, Joel. I bet none of them, I bet all of them look different than they did five years ago. If you're doing anything supernatural, or if I was doing anything supernatural, I would choose the option where I get to fly. Like, I'm not hating on it. Like, if that's what you want to do, I'm cool with that. But, like... Where is my kind of vampire? A figure that he guessed is common for the most major cities and corroborated by sociologist DJ Williams to the BBC. These communities have largely kept to themselves, knowing enough about public perception to not want to attract prying eyes. Browning, aware of his visceral disgust and his research is likely to provoke, seldom brings it up in everyday conversation. But his own initial belief that there was something wrong with these people faded after he started getting to know them. After a short period of time, he said, I realized that they weren't crazy. At least, they weren't any crazier than your average Joe. According to Browning, symptoms of vampirism, vampirism start to manifest around puberty when those who later become reliant on ingesting blood find themselves physically drained for no discernible reason. They usually discover accidentally that blood offers a remedy. They might bite their lip, for instance, and then realizing that swallowing the metallic liquid between their teeth gives them an instant boost of energy. Not every vampire must drink blood to survive. Those who are called Sangurians, some simply derive strength from taking the psychic energy of others. And this can be accomplished through intimate human touch, like giving someone a massage. The community had adopted terms to describe their unorthodox habits. To feed is to drink blood. Those who give their blood are called donors. Being awakened and coming out of the coffin are ways to talk about becoming aware of your one's vampiric identity. Elder vampires, then, are those who have been awakened for some time and can turn others in or learn teach them how to cope. One year into his study, Browning decided to try being a donor himself. During one of Nova's holiday charity events, where members of the vampire community come together to make food for the homeless, he met with one vampire who left his turkey who left the turkey he was cooking. Each of them have a particular method, Browning said. This is getting so weird. The person used the disposable scalpel to make a tiny prick on Browning's back, then used his fingers to squeeze the area until blood came out. He put his mouth directly over the warm liquid and lapped it up, repeating the process two or three times before cleaning Browning's wound. Hold hold up, hold up, hold up. So they come together. Cuts, make, cuts his back. But wait, no. We've come together to make food for the homeless. A charity event, yeah. And we're just like, hold up. He left the turkey he was cooking. Like, I'm picturing this goth dude in an apron. And it's like, oh my god, wait. May I have a taste? 
Browning said that only the pricking hurt, but mostly because it, he's a needle pho- has a needle phobia. Someone might become a donor for a number of reasons, from being a close friend of the vampire to doing it for financial compensation, sometimes even sexual favors. Vampires approach these potential donors after having observed them for quite some time and only if they're fairly certain they're the kind of person who won't freak out. The vampires that Browning spoke with claim they can't control their urges, which amount to a need for around two or three feedings a week. If ample blood is on the offer, they might refrigerate it for a later combine for later and combine it with ingredients like tea. Kinesia <laughs> bloody tea. Can you imagine like a nice Sunday with blood? Kinesia, a woman who identifies as a blood drinker, told the BBC that she isn't a vampire by choice. Many of us would rather not go through the cyclic symptoms and just be happy to live like a normal person, she said. A real vampire in the UK, Alexia, echoed the said sentiment. If the cause could be identified, I most certain I would most certainly take a pharmaceutical pill. Most vampires have kept their condition from their doctors because they are very aware of the stigma, but those who are known to have disclosed their habits hadn't been given a proper medical explanation. This could very well be in our heads, a vampire who called herself CJ admitted to the BBC, yet those vampires who have tried to stop drinking blood have met very scary consequences. When Kinesia went four months without feeding, she found herself in the emergency room with a low heart rate and then would shoot up to 160 when she stood up and walked around. This would be followed by a massive migraine and sometimes a loss of consciousness. Browning said that he knows of a woman who found herself unable to go to work or even walk after a period of not ingesting any blood. When her husband came to see her in the hospital, she fed from him in the room and immediately felt better. Though the habits of modern vampires may seem frightening to most, Browning insisted that the ones he met in New Orleans were incredibly friendly. After a while, I felt more comfortable being at a Nova meeting than I would be sitting in a coffee shop, he said. That's just how non-abnormal they came across. Being marginalized, they're more in tune with their self-identity and more aware of the world around them. A gay man, Browning said, is able to sympathize with and believe that vampires' condition is real, even though there seems to be no scientific explanation. None of the people I interviewed gave me any reason not to believe what they're saying, Browning said. Being gay man myself, it's not like people can take my blood and see that I'm gay, but it doesn't mean that it's not real. He found a vampire community in the French Corner to be predominantly Caucasian and to a lesser extent Latino. They ranged from the age of 18 to 50, identified with a range of sexualities and religions, and were split almost evenly between men and women. Williams, a sociologist at Idaho State University who conducted research on how vampire stigma has affected the quality of individuals' health care, in his studies, William has found no evidence of psychiatric issues or self-identified vamp- for self-identified vampires. For Browning's part, he believed that making more informed real vampires in the midst will encourage important conversations about how normally is defined by mainstream media. I think what the vampires are doing is good because it helps to pers- it helps to put in perspective what our conception of normal is browning said them doing what they're doing isn't a problem it's our preconceived notion of what normal is which is what is the problem over his 5 years of studies browning browning found that most vampires otherwise normal in the eyes of society they had spouses friends jobs many of them had children from whom they hid their 
practice. While some have taken to wearing gothic attire and prosthetic fangs, others have no physical markers to indicate their vampirism. When Browning started to research, he was most surprised to discover that most of the community members didn't have extensive knowledge of how vampires are portrayed in popular culture. Once he mentioned the episode True Blood, he said, No one knew what I was talking about. The lack of awareness indicated to him that the vampires weren't super fans who had simply taken their obsession with fantasy narratives to an extreme. Rather, they were more nor- they were more normal people with routines no different from everyone else. No different, that is, with the exception of drinking blood. That's really interesting. The way that I think about it, like if I'm not feeling well, I drink a Gatorade, electrolytes, right? What is blood comprised of? literally nutrients and salts like it makes sense like there's weirder things like i'm gonna tell you right now when i smell wet hot pavement like in the summer when it rains on hot pavement i i am not even embarrassed i get down and i huff that shit and if i don't huff it i feel like i need to huff it smells good but like i i can get where like maybe it is just like you know it's it's a it's a thing like like babies need boop milk maybe there's some people that are just wired a little differently i drink coffee in the morning if i don't get a headache yeah, there you go. Just a little pick-me-up. Bro, I'm definitely not a vampire, though. I thought vampires maybe would be real somewhere. But anyways, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Haunted Estate. Talking about vampires and shit. If you guys know a vampire, like a real one, like like I'm talking, they're hundreds of years old, hit a bitch up. I'm interested. I'd like to have them on the podcast. I'd like to ask them a lot of questions. If you are a vampire like the ones you read about, all the power to you. It's cool. Be different. Be yourself. As long as you're not hurting somebody, find a community that accepts you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, Joel. You got anything to say? Sorry, how can they reach you? Can they email you? Like I got Instagram, The Haunted Estate. There's like a submission form. All right. Please send us your stories. Yeah. Adam? Yeah. Would you ever drink my blood? No. He said no. Can I drink yours? No. Okay. All right, guys. And with that, stay spooky, boo crew. Bye. Mwah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.